Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the Basketball Card Podcast, episode number nine. I'm your host, The 27 Guy, and thank you again for joining the show this week. Uh, really appreciate it if you can tell all of your nerdy basketball card collector friends about it, and that would be great. I um, want to thank everybody who's listened so far. The show's absolutely done better than I would have ever imagined in the last couple of weeks. And just want to thank you guys for that. It's been really great. Um, I also really want to thank a couple of awesome um, guys that I know through Blowout Cards. I am Bizzle79 and Steve O21. They were the top two uh, submissions for our for the the podcast's um, artwork. And if you uh, have subscribed to the show on pod center then you'll have seen um then you'll have seen the new artwork which i think is really awesome looking and that that came from i am bizzle 79 really really cool i am bizzle i still need to get you your your um winnings out for winning that contest and steve 21 i still need to figure out what it is we're getting to you um but we will figure that out here in the near future so apologies i've been super super busy and haven't been able to get it out to you and on that note of being busy, don't have a whole long time, a whole lot of time, I should say, to do the show today. So anyway, um, just want to thank you guys. Check, go check out that art, artwork, and again, go um, sub- subscribe to the show if you haven't done that yet. Um, also, um, a couple of you uh, have asked me about the podcast that I promised on PWCC versus Probstein123. I'm really excited about that. Um, I have had a good experience with both of them so far. I don't want to ruin too much about it or ruin too much of it, so I won't say anything else. Um, the 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 thing is, I sent a couple of different lots to eat to each of them, and not everything has completed yet. Um, PWCC, full disclosure, has some stuff that's up right now of mine. I think 13 items of mine. And I need to wait for those to finish and to get paid on those to be able to do really a full comparison between the two. So, shameless plug, if you want to go look up a Crusade Black Anthony Davis, you'll see a card that's mine, <laughs> as well as um, another super high-end Anthony Davis and an Andrew Wiggins jersey-numbered card, and 10 other really nice auctions. <laughs> so that's three three shameless plugs right there. But anyway, um, I've got to wait for those to finish and to be paid for them before I can fully sort of describe what the process has been like. So wait on that. Um, and uh, yeah, I will hopefully be able to do that in two weeks, but if not in two, I would assume in three weeks I should definitely be able to do that. So get ready for that. Um Okay, I want to start with start with a story um, or a, a post that's straight from Blowout Cards. This is from uh, just over a month ago, February 3rd, uh, 2016. A user who I don't know named DRO76ABS. So DRO76ABS. Anyway, wrote the following. Uh, he wrote in the title, opine on this item, is this item being shilled? Probstein123. And he wrote, planning to bid on this card, but looking through some recent bids, appears it's being shilled by, and he lists a user's sort of eBay 
uh, name uh, in a bad way. Is this too obvious or am I overlooking something? I am no shill expert, so would love some advice before or from our experts here. Thank you. And P.S. The eBay username is is in code as it usually is, where there's a beginning letter and then three asterisks, an ending letter, and then a feedback number. And then he links to a um, and then he links to the item that he's he's talking about. And I responded to him, and I want to read that response and then and then talk about this. So. My response was, manipulation is everywhere in our hobby. Could the, sil- could the seller be manipulating it? Yes. Could someone who owns the card be manipulating it? Yes. Could you be connected to the seller and want to draw attention to it so you posted it here? Yes. Could you want to scare people away? Yes. Anything can be mani- manipulated in any direction. My honest recommendation is that you decide what it's worth and bid that amount with two seconds left. If you win, congrats. If you lose, then no worries. Somebody wanted it more. And so today's episode is titled, Is This Ep... Or, sorry. Today's episode is titled, This Episode is Shilled. Um, because the cry of shilling and manipulation is is so great in our hobby and people are so fearful of it. And I and I think it's I think it's worth talking about. I think it's worth first defining what it is. And then kind of going through how to how to protect ourselves from it, and um, and really just talking about it in general. So, market manipulation. Whenever you have an unregulated sort of industry, is is very real. This week or, l- or late last week, we heard about one of the part owners of the Oklahoma City Thunder, Aubrey McClendon, um, uh, I guess committing suicide um, after having been indicted or maybe not indicted might not be the right word i don't know all the details of it but basically he was um tampering with um auctions of um, resources oil resources at least that's as far as i understand it and so and also in in the hobby we had a large um group i apologize i don't remember i don't recall the name but um Recently, in the last couple of years, we had a large group uh, that was taken down for manipulating um, high-end auctions, and so this is this is something that that happens in lots of different industries, right? It happens in the oil industry, it happens in our industry, it happens all over the place, and manipulations on auctions are a very real thing, and. Um, you know, that's just how it is. You've got people who try to build prices up and then you got people who try to create the, um, uh, they, they try to make people think that there's manipulation going on so they can, so they can pick things up for, for cheaper because if you can scare people away, you can maybe get something for a better deal. Um, and especially in our hobby now where you've got some key cards of guys that there's only five or ten cards of, if you can manage to get a hold of all of those, then you can really manipulate the market. And we've seen this throughout the years. So let's give an instance of shill bidding. Shill bidding in its simplest form would be the following. You've listed a card on eBay and it's not, and you want it to go for as much as possible. Maybe somebody messages you and says, hey, if you'd be willing to end this item early, I'll give you $1,000 for it. Well, let's say it's sitting at 500 bucks, 
with 10 seconds to go, and you're not sure if somebody else is going to be bidding at that point. What you could do if you were dishonest and bad and evil is you could go in and you could place a $950 bid with two seconds to go. Or you could bid up a little bit at a time. 550, 650, 750, and you could slowly bid it up using somebody else's user ID or using another ID that you created. This is shill bidding. It's created with the intent of trying to get more for your item. And people are doing it. A lot of people are doing it uh, currently. It is wrong. It is against eBay policy. It is dishonest. It is lying. It is evil. And frankly, if you do it in the hobby, you should absolutely be shunned. You should be shunned from blowout cards. You should be shunned from everywhere. I, uh, I don't know how to say it any clearer than that. But there's clearly a temptation to do it, especially when you, like I said, when you know what somebody else might be willing to pay for it. There's a reason why you might want to jump in and do that. And we're all, I think, naturally uh, sometimes greedy and we want to get more for something if we can. And so I think there's a natural thing to it. But just to be clear, in, according to the sort of Adam's hobby etiquette, the 27 guys hobby etiquette, no, chilling is always bad, always wrong, and you shouldn't do it. Um, but it's not as simple as that because you have situations where people bid on items and um, bid early and try to make try to make an item look chilled. I listed an Anthony Davis gold select, um, really sweet auto patch uh, rookie card um, back last year when AD was just smoking hot. And in the first couple of days, a bidder with zero feedback bid several times, and I actually kind of did a preemptive sort of strike and I got on blowout and I said hey I have this item that's listed and I have a whole bunch of and there's a couple of bids from a zero feedback user here and it's not me what should I do and that was my way of saying look this isn't me I'm not shill bidding what should I do here and I'm not sure if it helped or if it hurt and, and, I, and it's hard to know if if anyone was driven away by that what I do know though is every time I go to buy a bid on a high-end auction I do look at what the bid history looks like, and I go see who who else might be bidding on it. Um, you can follow some of those coded usernames and figure out who they are, and then figure out, um, you know, you can figure out who else might be bidding. The other thing that you may see, and this is something that we've seen several times over the last couple years, is you see groups of guys get together and kind of band together in these groups to help each other out <laughs> and by help each other out they're being dishonest and wrong and doing something they something that they shouldn't do there you'll get say six or seven guys together let's just say let's just say five guys for simplicity's sake and they list um an anthony davis super high-end card well they may know that there's one or two other people out there that really want the card and so what they do is Guy A lists the card, and then guy B, C, D, and E all help bid up the card. And all those guys, B through E, each have high high feedback. So it doesn't look as obvious when you look at the bid history. If somebody's just glancing at it, it's no big deal. Well, that still is shill bidding, and it's still um, they can still drive up the price. Um, driving up the price 
uh, thus potentially getting one of those people who really does want the card to pay more for it than they probably than than they would otherwise. And so that's shill bidding, and uh, that's that's another way that you can do it. But like going back to the Anthony Davis gold card that I was talking about, you may have times where somebody seeks to scare other people off. And if you can scare somebody else off by placing a bid with a low feedback amount, then you can do the opposite, or what we call a reverse shill, right? Manipulating the market in the opposite direction, scaring people off. In either case, the market is being manipulated. And if you go back to what I said on that post on blowout, it can be manipulated in any direction on any item. But the more scarce the item is, the more likely it is to be able to be shilled. You could be getting shilled. Um, it's a good question, right? If you think that there's a chance that you're going to get shilled, which is basically on any auction that is on eBay, then there's a simple piece of advice. Don't spend more than you're willing to, and don't bid until the last few seconds. Don't give somebody a chance to go in there and kind of one bit at a time bid the item up. That's my best advice for you. Wait till the last few seconds to bid and don't pay more than you want to. And if you see a card that's been up several times and it keeps getting up bid high and then it, and then it, um, and then it's not paid for, that's okay. Wait until it's, you know, if, if somebody's willing to pay more for it than you, then great. But uh, wait till it's up uh, at a price that you feel is reasonable and then bid on it then. Just because somebody's listing it several times, by the way, doesn't mean that they're shill bidding it. It may mean that there are other people out there that are trying to inflate the market on their card, and so they keep bidding on it. Every time I have somebody who's a non-paying bidder, I automatically assume that they're somebody who has the same card or a similar card and is trying to inflate the hobby or inflate the, the value of their cards. Um, so that's something else to sort of keep uh, under consideration. The other thing that I think is interesting, and it's something that uh, Tristan20 brought up today um, in, a, in a thread on, in the basketball section about a Kobe Bryant card, and the title of the, um, of the thread is called um, Will It Ever End or When Will It End or something like that. And I don't have it up in front of me, but he talks about, it's, it's about a, a Kobe Bryant Topps Chrome Refractor BGS-10 black label. Amazing card. I think there's only one black label Kobe Refractor out there. And as you likely know, if you're a high-end collector, the Kobe Refractor rookie is really, truly one of the sort of most important cards of our, of uh, sort of our generation. Um, the original Chrome is an unbelievable set. And to find a Kobe in that condition is really is really awesome, and so anyway, it, it, it had been up for less than a day, and it had already been bid up to over forty thousand um, dollars, and it had been up previously, and I believe it had sold for seventy ish, um, and so Tristan looked at it and said, "Look at this! This this you've got all these people bidding on this early, and." Um, and, you know, I think somebody else chimed in and said, you know, those aren't real bids. Well, there's this funny thing that happens where sometimes I think people may bid on a card early, um, not really intending to win it, but not really bidding with a fake bid. Let me, let me sort of, let me explain. If you have a card, let's say you were owner of a Topps Chrome 
refractor Kobe Bryant, and it's a BGS 9.5. It's a great card. It's still in the thousands of dollars. And, the, and this other great card co comes up. And you would be willing to pay up to $25,000 on it. Well, in, in being willing to do that, you may not think that that bid still has a chance at winning. So you may feel like there's no harm in offering this. And if I won, sure, I would pay. But in the process, the real sort of purpose behind bidding isn't to win. It's to pump an item that's similar to yours. Is that wrong? Now, a lot of you are just saying, yeah, that's wrong. You shouldn't bid. You shouldn't bid on something unless you want to win it. Well, well, wait a second. They're willing to pay. You know, if you're willing to pay for something, does that make it wrong? Your bid behavior has changed at that point. But the, but the person who's bidding on it still may be a real bidder who's really willing to pay. In my opinion, shill bidding doesn't really become a problem. Shill bidding, sorry, let me, let me rephrase that. Shill bidding is always a problem. But bidding on something isn't really a problem until it's bidding on something and not intending to pay for it if you win it at that price. Does that make sense? Is that clear? So if you bid on something early in a way that would be different than you usually would, where you would usually wait to the last few seconds, because you don't mind sort of the bump that that card or that type of card would take in the process, I think that's totally different. I, I still don't necessarily think that's a great thing, but that's f very different from shill bidding. And in the end, if you bid on an item, you better be paying for it if you win it, because if you don't, then again, you are that's complete mar market manipulation. So the line between market manipulation, I think the real key there is, are you willing to pay for it? And in these cases where people are bidding on items and then they don't, then they win them and they don't pay, and they were just bidding on them trying to get somebody to overbid them, that clearly to me is very wrong. Whereas somebody who owns a card, they go in and then they bid on a similar card and they do it willing to pay the price that they just bid but expecting to be outbid. I don't really think there's too much wrong with that. And I probably am different from other people in that way. But um, that's something to kind of keep in, in consideration. Um, so what is being manipulated right now? Well, if you look at the, the threads on Blowout, you will see several threads about the Steph Curry Tops rookie. We saw one that said, Steph Curry Tops rookie goes for over $100. And then we saw one a little while later that said over $200 and then over $400. And so we've seen, I think, at least three separate th threads on this on this one card. And, um, you know, that good for people who have that card. Uh, I wish I would have bought, bought them when they were a lot cheaper. And, um, and so good for the people who, who own those. But is a Steph Curry Tops rookie worth $400? Some of you are saying it is if somebody's willing to pay for it. Yes, that's true. You're right. Steph Curry's Topps Rookie is not sustainable at $400. Frankly, I don't think it's sustainable at $200. I don't really think it's sustainable at $100, although that's where it gets a little bit dicey because that card is a lot rarer than the average Topps Rookie because of production that year and because Panini took over that year and so non-Panini products have... have uh, seemingly a certain amount of 
extra sort of popularity to them because they're rarer. Um, and so I can buy that. But right now you've got people who are pumping them. You've got, Tristan also pointed out, you've got people who have them buy it now or best offer of $225 while other ones that are ungraded are selling for 400 That doesn't make sense. And sometimes you might see a little bit of overlap where something's listed for two twenty-five by an by an hour best offer, and then an auction goes for two fifty. That's reasonable. Sort of, it's it's it shouldn't happen very often, but there may be some condition or some other issues there that may create that. But to go from to have a two twenty-five by an hour best offer and then have a card sell for four hundred doesn't make any sense. It's my sincere belief that card is being shilled and manipulated like crazy. And it reminds me of the famous Derek Jeter, Mickey Mantle, uh, George Bush card uh, that came out, oh heck, it's probably been five or six years ago now, that just went crazy high for a time and then came crashing down. And the Steph Curry will come crashing down. But if you hold them, if you've got them right now, I'd say unload them, unload them as fast as you can. Steph is hot as fire and his stuff may continue to go up but it's not going to be his top rookie that's going to continue to go up that's my humble opinion could always be wrong um but in my experience that's what i've seen and that's what i believe will happen in this case looking through my sort of list of things that i wanted to talk to you guys about today i think we've hit most of them um be on the lookout for um select Panini Select and National Treasures. I've seen some some previews and rumblings about those. Um, uh, oh, also Noir. Noir uh, is coming out as well, and they have the rookie championship tag autos, sort of like the ones that were in Eminence. Um, and so those those look like they might be cool. Um, uh, I don't think there's anything else. Oh, but but on the National Treasures, definitely look out for those because. Uh, you know, we've thought the last few years that they may come out with a better rookie card, and they haven't. And so, if you're a, if you're a rookie card person, you're looking to get the Porzingis or Towns rookie. In some cases, those are best to get right when they come out. You've got to try to figure out what what the final sort of value will be on those, and figure out if you can snag one for a song for the, on that first day. Um, uh, again, if you can subscribe on iTunes, if you like the show, if you can tell another basketball uh, card uh, geek about about it, I really appreciate that. The last couple of shows have, have been awesome. Appreciate your feedback. Yes, I know I still need to get around to the conversational podcasts. Um, getting closer on that. Um, I, I kind of put it on the back burner a little bit, um, but I do I do want to do it. I think we need to do it sometime soon. So be on the lookout for that. Again, subscribe on iTunes. Go check out the awesome artwork that I am Bizzle created. I, dude, I will get you your stuff. I promise you I will get your stuff. I'm sorry I've been so lazy on that. And, uh, yeah, until next time, happy collecting.